So welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 254. So good to be back. Great to be back after a holiday or vacation if you're in the US uh, that I had last week. Thank you everyone for joining in last week's session that was pre-recorded. It's just nice to be here and live again uh, as usual uh, on a Monday. So um, look, there's just uh, some really exciting things happening soon. I'm really excited to share Next week, a very big announcement, one of the biggest announcements in some time uh, about a major pivot for me. So uh, if that's of interest, make sure you're watching next week. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm really looking forward to this session. It's one we've not done for some time, actually, uh, specifically on how to stay productive, uh, things like time management, making sure you're getting the most from your day as well. So I'm really, really ex excited about that. Uh, if you're watching right now, do let me know in the in the chat where you're watching from and if you're part of hashtag team live or hashtag team replay if you're watching it later on. Uh, shout out to those of you listening on the podcast and those, of course, who are watching the replays, uh, IGTV, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook and uh, and um, well, anywhere else as well. So, look, we've got a few questions already come in, but if you have anything to ask specifically on topic of productivity and how to stay productive, do let me know. Um, but first of all, I have to say, it's a really important announcement. Um, on Thursday this week, the guest sessions returns. The guest sessions is an interview series. We've been running for a couple of months now. We do this every second. Is it every second? Yes, every second and every fourth Thursday of the month at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Eastern. So the guest sessions is to the idea is to bring in very, very capable people who understand particular elements of business and entrepreneurship and and get them to share through it through interviews um, then golden nuggets with you. So. On Thursday this week, we've got an amazing, amazing Yinka Yuwala because she focuses on business mindset. And a lot of people like to pretend they know what they're talking about there. And a lot of it is fluff and just inspiration and motivation. But she's got real practical tips and hacks. And I just think this has to be practical takeaways for everyone. So make sure you're tuning in. If you want to join, it's completely free to watch, but it is exclusively only in the uh, entrepreneur business group over on Facebook. So you're going to need to join the group, which is free. Uh, there's four and a half thousand people in there. Uh, we have a lot of interesting content in there all the time. But the um, the guest sessions Thursdays, sorry, the second and fourth Thursday of every month uh, will kick off at 9 a.m. this week with Yinka Yuwala on business mindset for success. So you need to go to facebook.com slash groups and then slash entrepreneur business group, and you'll be able to join there. Make sure you answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, you're not allowed in. So you, like the questions are simple, you know, what do you do for a business and so on. And uh, and then once you're in, you'll be able to watch this for free. It doesn't stream anywhere except exclusively to this group. So if you want to watch this, then that, that's the way to do it. So make sure you join in there as soon as you can. Yinka is a powerhouse. She's been through so much. She has so much to give. 
Uh, and I've uh, known her for a good six, probably more, eight months, I would say now. So uh, I can totally endorse her. Mona Nairi, as usual, will be hosting. She'll be interviewing. I'll be watching uh, in the audience and asking questions myself, no doubt. But it'll be really powerful. Any of you who want to work on your mindset and want practical things, either to validate what you're already doing or practical things that you can try out, Yinka is the person. She will be perfect. So just make sure you tune in for that 9am Eastern this Thursday. Uh, like I say, those of you watching right now, let us know in the comments, put in, in the comments, hashtag team live, you're part of the live team watching right now, and where you're watching from, what city are you in? But if you're watching a bit later on, then uh, let us know if you're part of hashtag team replay, uh, and, and the same where you're from as well. Also, exclusively announcing here right now, uh, I will be releasing a post on this tomorrow in Facebook as well. The same entrepreneur business group I am going to be interviewing for someone to run a book club in there. So if any of you are interested in volunteering to own the bookshop book club in the entrepreneur business group, throw your hat in the ring, send me a direct message send me a DM and, and just let me know if you're interested and why you should be chosen. I know there's going to be a lot of people interested in this. I know reading is a big deal for many people and they're so keen on this and a lot of people read loads of books and so on. But this is to run a business book club where basically we're looking at, say, two books every month. Uh, so every couple of weeks and uh, to own that project in the Entrepreneur Business Group. So if you're interested, don't comment, but DM me. I'm interested in the business book club and I'll get in touch. So this is not just to somehow take part, but it's to run it, to like to own that as, as kind of your thing. I mean, the opportunity is great. The reason why is because in that group, you have the potential reach of thousands. Uh, and what I'm really trying to do is bring real value there so that people can, can you know, really learn from from these kind of discussions and it will position you really well if those of you are interested in your personal brand and uh you know courting a, an audience and getting people to see you in a certain light it will really really help so do let me know if that feels interesting at all let's look at the chat see who's watching uh right now let me move uh, my window over uh so i can see what i'm doing so yeah so over on um over on uh, LinkedIn, we have Lewis Clack, my man, Lewis Clack, good to see you watching here, uh, surgeon in London. Uh, we also have Miller Bolo from Kenya, good to see you here as well. Sam Church, team live watching from North London, proper London as I call it. <laughs> Sorry, those of you in the South. Uh, Anurag watching from India. We have, uh, who else? Uh, Sanawar watching from Bangladesh. Uh, Lewis is saying Ipswich is not quite the Maldives, sad times. Yes, you're watching from there. Ahmed is watching from the Maldives. Uh, we've got a Rafi as well saying, Shalom, Richard. Good to see you here too. Thank you very much for joining in. Uh, and uh, we've already got people showing an interest. Bernardo Otero, I would like to be your connection with Latin America and the Spanish-speaking world. Well, I'm pleased that I'm connected to you. Thank you. Good to see you all here. Let me know if you have any questions in the chat below, specifically on productivity. If you have any questions about that, we'll answer it. This is Startup Business Q&A, episode 254. Almost there, six weeks away from five years of Startup Weekly Q&A sessions. Close to, if not over, 2,000 questions that I've sat here and answered on your behalf. Wow, you guys are amazing. So next week, episode 255 will be a big, big announcement. 
I have not told, there are two people I've told in my team who are working on this thing with me, um, what's happening and no one else knows. And I've, and I've made, made, made a point of keeping quiet about it for, what is it, four weeks now. It's been hard. Um, so yeah, so next week I'm announcing this. It's huge. I'm so excited. It's a major move for me. And um, I really hope you come along for the ride. Um, I've done so many interesting things online in the last seven or eight years. And um, this will be a really great one to get into. I'm really pumped about it. Um, let's get into the questions then. So first up, we have Forum Brown asking a question about productivity and, and how to stay productive. She asks, I just want to know how to do this if time is a constraint. When time is a constraint, by the way, everyone has the same 268 hours in a week. Remember, everyone has the same amount of time. If, but I know that if, I know for her personally, uh, she works two jobs. She has her recruitment business and she works a nine to five as well, which is uh, insane. Plus, she's a full time mum in many ways, uh, like whenever she because she works from home so much. So. I, I get it. I know what you're having to work with here. Uh, I'm a dad too as well. And I think that one thing to be really clear of is what we need to do when there's time constraints is, is understand that not everything will be done. And so you have to choose. Sacrifice and compromise sound like horrible words, but sacrifice and, sacrifice and compromise is about optimizing. And so one of the crucial things to do is think about scheduling. Without question, by a light year, bigger than being motivated, having to pay bills, even because I've got a family, the thing, there are many, but the thing that has had the biggest impact on my level or measure of success, whatever it is, over the past however many years, having stepped out of the corporate world um, in 2013, the biggest thing was scheduling my day, as simple as that. That's the thing that made the biggest difference. And every day, right at the beginning, after getting out of bed, I get out of bed, I clean my teeth, and I exercise. I don't even have breakfast. I don't even have a glass of water. I just do that first, then water. And then I sit down and write a report of what, the what this day ahead will be. And the critical element in there is instead of just having stuff I'll intend to do, a to-do list, I have the when to-do list. Those of you who have watched the Startup Business Q&A for many weeks will know about this because I think it was 2018 or 19, it was featured in Forbes um, as a productivity tool. So the when to-do list is really simple. You specify when you will do the, the task. And because you specify when you're going to do the task, you can't just have a big list of things you want to do. You have to organize the things in. And then you also, this is the crucial part of it, you also specify when you will stop doing the task as well. Because here's the thing, when you're doing something fun that is maybe easy or enjoyable, or that you're, even if it's not fun necessarily, but you're on a roll and doing really well with, it's easy for time to run away with you. And it's funny because a lot of people say, you know, you shouldn't watch the clock. You really should watch the clock. You should be working with it. And the reason why is because that allows you to say, right, you know what? I've got seven minutes left to finish this task, get it done, because then I'm starting the next one. And like I say, it's so tempting to be like, I'm in a zone. I'm doing so well. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm DMing people. I'm having a period of time, 20 minutes when I'm doing DMs this, this morning, for instance. And, oh, it's going really well. I'm into all these chats and things. It's going really well. I'll just keep going. But now you're compromising your ability to do the next task. So you have to stop. And this is about basically forcing yourself to be disciplined because you focus on sticking to this routine. And what works really well is first thing in the morning is you design the day. This is what I do. I create the whole day. So I've got a piece of paper here and I plan what the whole day will be, literally the time for each thing. So I know at this time, I do that thing. And when it comes to this time, I stop that thing because I'm not doing the next thing. That's how you do it. But let's read into this question a bit more. How to do this if time is a constraint? If time is a constraint, you have to look at what you can do and what, what time you really have. And so you've got to ask yourself, what can I outsource? What can I automate? Almost often as soon as possible, you have to get things you know, over to someone else. Can I outsource something? Can I, is it worth me foregoing some profit in order to put that money back into the business? This is what I've done so much in the past is put the money back in and get a team behind me to take the, the strain with me. There's no way I could do all the things I've done um, without an amazing team supporting me, doing graphics, doing video, posting to the podcast, helping me run my group, all of these wonderful things in the background. There's no way it could happen unless they were behind me. So automating makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you have to dig deep and find a bit of extra time. It was wonderful last week to take a week out. So I deliberately took a week out with the family. We went away, deliberately didn't post. It was actually partially an experiment. I want to see what happens. Um, but moreover, I, I like I didn't do certain things because I knew that the team was there to help. But in the past, sometimes it's got to be a late night. I'm not saying that working all the time is a good idea, but sometimes you've got to do that. But the when to do list do list with deadlines assigned to it uh, for um really is a better way of doing of running your day and then you've got to ask yourself first am i doing things that first and foremost as a business owner which i know you are are going to bring in cash flow or clients if i have no client acquisition then why like i better be doing something really important so you've got to be asking yourself like all the time, a constant audit. Am I doing something here that's actually going to make a difference? Like, why am I doing this? Is it really going to move the needle? Is this positive procrastination? So this term I coined recently, this idea of like doing things that feel relevant, but are actually putting off the stuff that really matters. So if you're reading books on motivation, to be inspired in running a real business. Well, that's nice. But the truth is, if you have very little time and you're spending your time doing that rather than getting on the pitch and taking action, you may well be in trouble because you've got you've got a, a, a bit of a worry here. You know, you're spending your time doing things that feel relevant, but actually aren't making a difference. More often than not, the task you should be doing should be on the pitch tasks, engaging with people, making sure that you're, you know, really focused on like like getting your deals over the line and delivery for clients but also ask yourself like does like like first principles as well like if i'm having a meeting with someone does a meeting need to be an hour you know should the meet could a meeting be 45 minutes imagine you only had 45 minutes what would you cut out so always trying to 
pair back a bit. And if you're interested in how you hack your time with meetings, for instance, if you have calls and engagements with your team and department throughout the day, a really epic book on this is Al Pitampali. Al Pitampali, so A-L, first name, Pitampali, P-I-P-P, sorry, P-I-T-T, A-M, P-A-L-L-I, Pitampali. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote a book called uh, Read This Before Our Next Meeting, uh, about five years ago. He's worked with IBM and NASA and so on. He really hacks at productivity and meetings. So it's a really good read. Uh, and there's a lot in there as well. But ask yourself, like, am I doing tasks that are related to building my network, closing my deals, um, getting essential things over the line? Like if I need to get invoices out to get money in, sure, they're important. But when should I do that as well? So because you've got to decide if you're going to do something when you're at your best or at your, at your kind of at your end of day. This is kind of the secondary layer here is this understanding that you're not the same worker throughout the day. You will have your best hours and then you'll have your worst hours because across the day, your willpower, your energy, your decision making acumen will lower uh, because you get more, more worn out. So famously, Jeff Bezos, uh, who founded Amazon, would take his most cerebral or brain power related meetings at 10.30 or 10 a.m. in the morning. And if something required a lot of brain power, was like a lot of a big decision and thinking, and it was like two in the afternoon, he wouldn't do it then. He'd leave it till the following day. So you are always, it's physiological, by the way, despite you may be thinking you're a night person or whatever, uh, which I did originally, but there's no such thing. It's just you're used to being a night person or a morning person. Whatever you may think, it is science that you are at your best in the mornings. So maybe do the tasks that require the brain power in the morning. Do you need to be creative? You are going to probably have more about you in the morning than late at night, despite what you may think. It's science. Whereas if I need to do data entry, that should be outsourced. But if I have to do it because I haven't got the money or if I just have to send an invoice, which requires no brain power, I shouldn't be doing that at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Prime time for engaging with people. Here in the UK, for instance, if I'm hitting the US, if I was going to do outbound pitches to the US, it's insanity to spend my afternoon doing admin. Insanity because they are all there and awake in their offices so I could be engaging with them. So, you know, invoices should be done at the dead of night <laughs> because yes you need the money but like like just that requires no brain power but that does take time so that comes later on massively focus on what you could automate vas are amazing they can make such a difference because you can you might think the 10 minute or the five minute task doesn't add up but it does and so having someone in your corner to help there will really make a big difference great question thank you very much for that um Daniel Nunes has asked, in a land full of distractions, <clears throat> how do we schedule success in social selling when you realize you're an introvert? I definitely would class myself as an introvert in the past. I'd like to think I'm more of a kind of a omnivert now, I think is the term where I, I definitely kind of sit between the two. Uh, and I'm going to come back to that point in, in a second about introversion, Daniel. But how do we schedule success? You've asked two questions here. How do you schedule, schedule success in social selling? Well, it's simple. What, what are the building blocks? You know, what are the tasks for success? Um, and you should return to, you know, the three C's I use. So content, connections, 
and community. And that's how so that's the the kind of the the tripod upon which good social selling sits. The mistake people make is thinking content will translate to deals, doesn't work. So content is one of three pillars and content, good content that speaks to um, the audience you're trying to target, those you want to pay you for stuff, uh, about how much you're an expert, brilliant, Sp spend time on that. If you're an introvert and you, a lot of people will, will mix up introversion with being shy. It's not the same thing. Introversion means you actually get your energy from being around yourself, whereas extrovert means you get your energy from being around other people. And and I think that if I, I think we're going with this, is if you feel like you're a bit of a, 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 a shyer person, person or, or less forthcoming with, say, things like doing videos, so don't write something instead and use an image. It doesn't really matter. It's like people who think that videos, the be all end all are, are, are incorrect. It's not the type of content that matters. It's the fact that you can get an audience to step forward and show an interest. So content's crucial. The second scene here is crucial. It's connections, making sure you have a connection strategy. Who are you connecting with? Just buyers, right? But what about those people who might like your content and get behind that and be a peer group and a cheerleading group? So you need to build that in the connection pool as well and have depth to that connection pool. Having a number of connections is in no way impressive to me. Having a number of people who you have a deep relationship with is so depth matters with these connections. And then finally, um, you know, looking at community means that you are have this kind of abundance. You are present with the group of people who show up for your content. Social selling, so selling through social media requires you to be on the ground or at least seemingly, seemingly there's this perception from your audience that you are on the ground with them. And that means replying to their comments, pulling them in to a comment that you're writing on someone else's content, you're being part of the community. Community is king. It is stronger and more important than content. You can't get away with great content on its own. You can't get away with great content with even community if you don't have a good connection base. But so there's a strategy for all, but without question, community work is massive because that's the behind the scenes. That's you being in, in touch manually with the individuals and being amongst the people. You know, no matter how big you are, you need to spend time with people like the individuals who are showing up for you. And that goes a long way, little by little over time. So that's what you should be doing. Focusing on that, that scheduling, like, am I spending time in each of those those pockets each day? But I want to return to this point, Daniel, about asking when you say when you realize you're an introvert, I'm just going to put it out there because it's something I did and overcame. Take away. No, let me rephrase this. It, it feels like just from how you've written it that and I'm calling this that that you're letting this be an excuse. In a land full of distractions, how do we schedule success in social selling when you realize you're an introvert? So just because you're an introvert, it can't be an excuse. What you need to do is take the option of you being less successful in social selling because you're an introvert away. What it, what it requires is you to not approach social selling the way an extrovert would. And this is the same as when I used to coach sales um, in corporate. 
you have a bunch of extroverts, super, super confident people who all they need to be told is go get it, like get out there, get it. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to go and get it. And they, they thrive being amongst people. That same advice doesn't work with an introvert because they don't respond that way. So you have to give them a different set of objectives, such as today, all you need to do is call 15 people. And it doesn't make sense to an extrovert. Like, what? That doesn't get you anywhere. You've got to get on it. And it's like, that doesn't work. You need to understand that people are very different. So if you're an introvert, find the things that will help you be successful. And it might be that it means you don't do video calls. It, mean, it means you maybe don't do content creation that requires you to be on video or, in, or live and you write text instead and you get people's interest that way. But at the same time, you have to decide what is more important, your emotional state, like how you feel and your comfort zone and not feeling a little bit awkward or the success of your business. Ideally, the two are compatible. Ideally, you feel great about what you do and it helps your business. But if you don't feel great, I'm still within the realms of being ethical and having good values. But if you are doing things in your business, or rather if you're not doing things such as certain types of task or certain things you could be doing with social selling because you're nervous about how you feel, you're putting your feelings above the outcome of your business being improved. So one of the reasons why I started live streaming 254 weeks ago is because I, uh, not because I was like, ah, oh, I'd love to live stream, be cool. I, I'm such a narcissist and it'd be a marvelous thing for me to do. Far from that. It was much more because I wanted to, to make sure that I, I leveraged something that I knew would help my business. So focusing on things that help your business within reason, as long as it's ethical and, and, you know, stick with your values, you should do them. And what you do is you get on with it and you don't think about how it makes you feel because what happens if you think too much about how it makes you feel is you find reasons to give yourself an excuse. So what I'm saying here, all, all in is don't, um, don't make this and don't take, don't give yourself an option of like, well, maybe I could not do all this stuff was, you know, I'm an introvert and all that kind of thing. You're, you, that arguably is a tell, and I may be wrong, but I'm just calling it down. It may be a tell that this is an excuse. Don't let it be an excuse. I didn't, and it was worth it. It was awkward and difficult, but then so were all the other things that you and I and everyone watching this have been through in the past as well when we first started them. So do think about that. Thank you, everyone who's joining in here. It's really interesting. Uh, again, those of you who are, sh who are jumping in and watching at the moment, very soon, tomorrow, I will be announcing this in the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook, but I'm going to be interviewing for someone who wants to volunteer to run the book club there. I'm going to start a business book club. This will be your project. That's the idea. You will own this yourself, and it will be fortnightly, so every two weeks in the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook, you will lead the book club. So you will need to be reliable. You know, one of the reasons why Mona's so amazing running the guest sessions is because she is reliable and you can't have someone who's just going to flake. So you're running it. So you have to choose the book, 
maybe you have posts where you have polls on it and then then there's a discussion which presumably is live but it's for you to construct it if you are interested in being the person the woman or the man that runs this um then send me a um a dm whatever platform you're on right now instagram facebook or linkedin send me a dm uh, and tell me why not hey i'm interested but why you should be chosen because there's already uh, a lot of people who are, have put in some dms since i've just asked uh, announced this in the last 20 odd minutes uh, but I'll, I'll announce officially tomorrow as well that i'm that i'm going to be interviewing for that so let me know if you're interested and why you should be running it um today's session is on how to stay productive. So if you have any questions on it, let me know. Uh, big announcement is coming next week on next week's show, episode 255. So tune in for that. And on Thursday this week, we have the guest sessions, an interview in the Entrepreneur Business Club, sorry, in the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash Entrepreneur Business Group. Okay, all on word. And in that, we will have at 9 a.m., this Thursday on the, on the, what is it today? 7th, 8th, 9th, and on the 10th uh, of, of June at 9am, we'll have uh, the guest sessions interview with Yinka Yuwala. She's talking about practical things for success mindset. We haven't had anyone really talk about mindset yet. Uh, as a lot of it has been like successful uh, practical tips on, you know, social media, or we had one on EQ recently with Mohammed Hamoud, which is amazing. But this is going to be really crucial about mindset. If you feel like you want to check in on your mindset, watch it. If you feel like you need help with uh, a focus here on mindset, watch it. It will be a live session so you can ask questions to Yinka directly and she'll, she'll answer them for you. So make sure you watch it at 9 a.m. Thursday this week on the, on the 10th of June. Uh, so check in there. It will be really worth worth going to. So I do want to do a shout out. Thank you very much for uh, the amazing attention and partnership and sponsorship of these live sessions to Restream. If you want to check out Restream, you can actually get pro accounts, which allow you to do so much. Like it's crazy. You can you take all the branding off and put your own branding on. You can do things like um, uh, downloading the audio and then the video and doing great stuff with that as well, which I do um, uh, through through Restream. But you can also get a free account if you want to just try it out and you'll get $10 of free credit on me. So you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore. There's no reason why you wouldn't just get a free account. And like I say, you get $10 credit that way anyway. So give it a shot. Uh, let's see uh, in the chat what people are saying. Um, Hala Taha has said, good one. Thank you, Hala. Uh, Heather, love this. Good to see that. Michael, amazing to hear you here. Uh, good afternoon. Michael Sateman, amazing to be connected with you recently. He will be speaking, I believe, in a couple of months uh, in the guest sessions as well. It'll be really interesting to hear from you, uh, Michael. Uh, by the way, um, uh, do jump into our group in Circle, Michael. <laughs> if you're watching right now, uh, make sure you're in there as well. Uh, sounds awesome, said uh, Adam, probably referring to the book club. Um, Rafi uh, Barbera, if we're talking about books, I'm going to hear tonight David Spinks on his new book, The Business of Belonging. Interesting, I've not seen that yet. Um, why don't you all put in the comments what you're reading right now? I would love to see it. I'm a massive bookworm myself. Um, I have dipped in again. It's probably the third time to the launch pad uh, by Randall Stross uh, in the last week. A launch pad is about Y Combinator. 
how it grew, what it puts its companies, what puts the uh, startups through. Really fascinating, quite inspiring as well. Um, also, I'm trying to see it on my bookshelf. The other book I got recently, I dipped into, is called The Great Mental Models, uh, General Thinking Concepts. I got volume one. Can't remember who it's by. The Great Mental Models. Let me know if you read that. But put in the in the comments below what you're reading right now. I'd love to hear, uh, and that might be quite useful for the other people watching as well. Okay, uh, let me know if you have any other questions on productivity. Uh, otherwise, let's ask. Let's do one more here. So, Amin Hamu, thank you so much for asking. How can we measure productivity? Productive versus busy. Do you have to be motivated in order to be productive? No. And ideally, not at all. I want you to really think about this. If you, this is similar to how, how I answered the previous question, choosing to take action or not against the task or a thing for your business based on how it's going to make you feel. Motivation is a terrible idea for some people because what it does is it gives them the excuse of not doing because they're not motivated and they're reserving their, their action for only when they're motivated. They're doing it the wrong way around. In my opinion, my opinion, you need to exercise a little bit more stoicism. And stoicism is this practice, just loosely, of delaying pleasure and, and, and for, for kind of a greater good in the future and essentially doing the work now. If I feel motivated, marvelous. If I don't, stuff still needs to be done. And way the way, all the way back to Forearm's question at the start here, when I, I answered about the when to do list, that's what's so good about the when to do list. I've taken away the option. I mean, I've taken away the option of if I'm motivated or not, impacting if I choose to take action or not. What I've done instead is said, at this time, I am doing this thing. There's no if I feel like it or not. If I am motivated, great. And what I need to do is make sure I, I feather the nest so that I feel good. So that instead of hoping that somehow I get externally motivated, I'm just in a good place anyway. So last night, nine o'clock at night, I went out for a run. It's a really nice hard run get a quick half hour. It was like it was 23 minutes, just under 24 minutes. I did a quick 5k, a quick run. That's healthy for me. I've eaten well today. I've got a good night's sleep as well. Do the stuff that's going to make you feel good. Okay. Make you buoyed and then get on with it. <laughs> like seriously, don't watch YouTube videos on being motivated because what you're going to do is get into this cycle of being a spectator and being passive. And one of the worst places at times to be is a spectator when you should be on the pitch doing, especially during your day. Yes, motivation sometimes is needed, but it's so tempting for the, it's, and it's dangerous as well. And you know who you are if you're the type to procrastinate, to descend into deep theory for hours on end about what your why is and things like that as an excuse to not get on with the work. And yes, you have to have a sense of direction. And of course, you need to have a level of why that gets behind, you know,
your sense of why you're doing a thing and why you should get out of bed and go for it with your work. But in the moment, being like pumped up with endorphins on like this great feeling of, of how things are going, relying on that manifesting as a reason for you to then take action is a terrible idea. So just, again, you know who you are if you do this. Don't allow that to become the way you operate. Make it ethical. What you're saying is like, I am choosing to only serve people, my clients, the people I could have an impact in, the people who rely on me in my business, if I feel good. And you should take that choice away from you again. So it's the same principle here. So motivation doesn't come in. I think I've ranted enough on that. So, so if you're motivated, great. Do things that make you feel good so that when you get on with your work, you're doing it in a good, from a good place. If you feel motivated, fine, but often it's a tell. If you're like, oh man, I want to watch a few videos of Michael Jordan's greatest comebacks or, or Steph Curry's greatest uh, half-line three-pointers, that'll get me in the mood. You know, that works for me, but like I shouldn't need this kind of stuff. And rather than relying on motivational stuff, nice quotes and so on, just do the work. And the way you do the work is you schedule it. At this time, I'm doing this thing. So it doesn't matter if I feel motivated or not about doing this live show, every week at 1 p.m. UK time, I press live and I go and I do it. And some weeks I feel pumped. Some weeks I feel okay. Some weeks I really don't want to do it, but for 254 weeks, we've done it. And the reason I've done it is because there's no option. It's just done. In the same way as whether I like it or not, I open my eyes in the morning, I put on a pair of trousers, I breathe in and out, I do my live stream, I do my work and so on. So that's just how it should be. Measuring productivity is about outcomes. So what you wanna say is like, what are the outcomes I need today to, to achieve? If I have the outcomes achieved, then today is productive. So for instance, if I need to achieve A, B and C and they're done, today has been productive. Efficiency is different because a lot of people think that productive means efficient. Efficient is being, uh, productive is when you achieve the outcomes you need, you need to achieve throughout the day. Efficient is when you do it in a way where, you know, you cut corners that could be cut. You did it in a way that was elegant and had no, it wasn't a bloated approach. When I cook, which isn't necessarily a pretty sight, I'm productive in that the outcome of food that's edible and enjoyed is achieved. But when, but when the food that's edible and achieved takes ages longer to make, I'm not efficient, but it doesn't matter because I'm productive. Being busy for the sake of it is again back on this point of product of um, positive procrastination. Being busy is often something people do to delay or put off or give themselves an excuse to avoid the necessary action they should be taking in their day. So don't concern yourself with what busy being busy looks like. Concern yourself with, have I done the things I need to do? Like, are the outcomes achieved? There are some things I need to do. It's like five things I need to do today. One of them is do this live show uh, and do a good enough job. Another one is to make sure I close a particular deal. I have... Um, after this, I'm taking my youngest daughter out to practice riding her bike, for instance. All of these things are outcomes I've decided on the day. And when I've done them, the day today has been productive. It was predetermined 
that today would be productive at the crack of dawn when I wrote out my when to do this. You can see there's a theme going through all of the answers to these to these questions. So outcomes, what are they? Then you achieve them. And it's not about time spent. It's about the results. OK, so don't worry about asking if I'm busy or not. It's have I done the things I need to do? But remember, one of the outcomes you should have, this is something that's so overlooked, it's crazy. One of the outcomes you should have each day is are you setting up the following day? And what that means is, have you looked after yourself for tomorrow? Tomorrow being like a, a you know, a suggestion of the future, not necessarily actually tomorrow, but also for the future. So for instance, yesterday, one of the ways in which I was productive was achieving the outcome of helping myself get ready for, for today. So yesterday I went for a run to feel good. Uh, I made sure I went to bed at a good time so that I would have the energy to do, to do today's work. So also part of your, your productivity focus or it should be, have I got myself ready to do X, Y, and Z tomorrow as well? Make sure you're setting, setting yourself up for success in those, in those regards as well. Really awesome questions. Thank you very much for that. I hope that helps. I mean, thank you very much for asking it. And uh, amazing to see everyone jumping in here as well. Um, Mohammed's added, it's that daily commitment, Richard, no doubt it really is like, it's a superpower. I was mentioned in the past. Um, it's not a superpower to be consistent or have daily commitment, but having daily commitment or, and being consistent gives you the returns that having a, a superpower would be. It's unbelievable. It really makes a big difference. So I would, I would, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, we have also uh, Nur Farisa over on in uh, um, uh, LinkedIn. I hope you said your name right. Hello from Malaysia. Good to see you, have you here as well. Um, who, let's see what books we've got here. Uh, we've got uh, Anurag. He said, Richard, I'm reading Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. I, I remember him mentioning that in the um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, which I read many, many, many years ago. Uh, Steve, as Ali, great to see you, Richard. Beautifully done. Thank you so much. I really appreciate appreciate that. Amazing to see you all here. Thank you so much for joining in. Great questions, Daniel Farah, Amina, and anyone else who jumped in as well. I will be in the comments later on. So if anyone wants to ask any other questions about productivity, do so, please. In the meantime, thank you for watching on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Remember the guest sessions this week on Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We have Yinka Iwala talking about business mindset, practical things on business mindset. So make sure you tune in for that for free. If you go to facebook.com slash groups slash entrepreneur business group, you can join in there. Also, if you're interested in running the book club, tell me in a DM why you should be chosen. I'm interested in finding the ideal person to run uh, a bi-weekly book club as well. Okay, have a wonderful day. Thank you very much for everyone who watched over on Instagram. I will see you all soon. Also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Have an amazing week. Take care.